You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of Misfits. This is the finale of season one, episode six, and the premiere of season two, episode one. Our finale was written by Howard Overman and directed by Tom Harper. I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. An idyllic day is where we start on the estate where a young woman lifts off her sins. She was a slag. She slept with men and women. Also called her mom a fat bitch. But she is not like that anymore. Praise Jesus. She's a good person. Smoking a joint with the rest of his ASBO group. Nathan replies that that is not normal. Alicia recalls that she was in class with that girl and that she had sex with a boy and then she also had sex with a gear stick and gives a pretty detailed imitation on how that sex went down. This is one of my favorite scenes because she's just shaking the shit out of that damn uh, bench. And Kelly's face is the best. And Nathan's kind of into it. And then you have Curtis who's just sitting on the ground watching too. And then you have Simon a little still on the peripheral of the group. All watching her make this noise. One of my favorite Alicia moments. And then Nathan says, well, try that on your driving test. You are definitely going to get a fail or a pass and maybe some kind of internal injury. Kelly's friends are joining this righteous group. It's called Virtue, I believe. And then Curtis sees a person he used to know that was a head case that's now joined this group. Kelly asks Simon about his friends and if they are affected. But Nathan thinks that his friends are equivalent to that of a pedophile ring and he's like i'm not a pedo you kill your mother for a slice of cheese i don't like cheese why am i still getting hate they are invited to a meeting at the community center where they all think it's weird because no one's getting pregnant anymore and this is a problem they wonder where sally is with simon doing that thing where he looks very suspicious Curtis asking if she told him where she was going. He says Greece and thinks that it's weird that no one was sent to replace her. Alicia and Curtis go wank off since they're under no supervision while Nathan continues to fuck with Simon throwing a ball at his head but Simon throws a box at him and he's like well this is intense. Get it together Marcelo! Control! Simon is at his edge with nathan like i'm not fucking with you no more dude like i have killed i could have got off scot-free i may have even gotten a sloppy seconds now that tony was dead you're gonna need to be a little bit more respectful to me because i saved all your asses from going to jail so i'm not dealing with this shit but of course nathan has to have the last word and kicks the ball at the door even though kelly says don't I'm surprised someone hadn't killed him already and since we know what his powers are finally at the end of this episode you now know why he has immortality 
Bible girl sees Curtis and Alicia coming out of a stall and judges her slut behavior. And I will say, yeah, Alicia, I know that you are feeling horny and he's supposed to be your boyfriend, but in a toilet stall, can we not find any place around here? Even the place in which homeboy sleeps. I don't care. That has to be a closet. You need to have some uh, self-respect we ain't got to do this all the time at work you can see me off after work right y'all ain't just fucking at work girlfriend boyfriend when you go to school but when you go back home (laughs) but seriously the toilet is nasty i don't see that as a great place in which i would want to have sex and, and you ain't even drunk you ain't even on drugs there's no excuse for this and she says boy boys will respect her without her being a slag and she uses her power to convert her oh bible girl is rachel (laughs) i forgot her name (laughs) kelly and simon are in the locker room she tells him to ignore nathan he's a dick and doesn't care what anyone says about him and thinks that others are the same but simon says no me and you are a little bit different meaning we actually give a shit (laughs) about people and their feelings and don't just say anything that comes out of our mouths however she says that she will talk to him to get him to back off his bullying and then she hears him say in his head that he did it for all of them to protect them and she's like what are you talking about and he's like nothing looking ever more suspicious he then goes to check on where he has stored sally's corpse in the freezer of the community center still very regretful nathan in the staff office is calling sex workers to ask about their training while curtis kelly and simon just hanging out in wheelchairs and i wanted to be like y'all ain't right for that but then i realized oh i did that shit i'm not even gonna pretend when i was not working at that home i was not i was in like going down the hallways in them but if they had a whole group of chairs sitting there i might take a a, a squat and you know move it back and forth a little bit so while i wanted to be judgmental i could not sally's pd friend stops by looking for her to the concern of the trio but nothing is more concerning than alicia in a button-up dress and stockings them fucking stockings i don't know why stockings were a thing my mother made me wear them she had 50 pairs we put them bitches in our head as stockings as head wraps and shit i hate stockings i cannot say they would itch like fucking crazy they would get tears very easily and yet i had to wear them shits to church every damn week that's why i don't go to church no more so when i saw her coming in looking like pastor sue this this is not okay she said good morning and kelly said walt is up with that curtis asks as well like what's going on why you dress like this and she tells him she's changing for the better and needs to save herself for a proper relationship and encourages him to make some life changes too he leaves telling her this isn't you after she drags his life choices nathan is rolling a joint or as they say in britain a spliff cause i'm high cause i'm high cause i'm high are you yes i know i'm being made fun of and i don't care when rachel walks by to tell him marijuana gives you epilepsy and mental illness <laughs> that's awful that's awful 
but he has earbuds on because why would you not when you are trying to smoke a doobie and be by yourself (laughs) with your own feelings and her power doesn't work and he says nice cardigan before moving on it's moments like this that i know me and kelly are soulmates because <laughs> like soulmate besties because this would be my ass in the men's uh pissing area like oh why am i doing this or the things i should say i do for friendship while y'all discuss how alicia ain't the same because she don't want to wank off with curtis in the bathroom and he real indignant about it only when the beast is back asleep can kelly turn around and wonder if it might be brainwashing and simon concludes when weird shit happens it's the storm which curtis acknowledges is a point nathan his idiotic superiority and loudness overruled by uh rationale asked simon when did you get a set of balls and i was like when i murdered a bitch but he says out of his mouth he's always had a set he's just never seen them nathan thinks it's the gayest thing he's ever said go suck a dick suck a dick suck a motherfucking dick suck a dick suck a huge or small curtis is just casually walking around the estate at night he ain't got nowhere to go alicia is just well she's luring him so she has a purpose but what was this it just walking around casually it's night you ain't got no friends with you didn't seem to have a destination where you're going home i don't know but he is kidnapped by rachel's followers simon is still grieving sally's death and his feelings and deletes all the files on her kelly quite smitten with nathan brings him some pizza she picks up his crusty wank sock by accident puts the pizza down because it's disgusting but then decides to pick it back up and start eating it gross you nasty you didn't have any napkins in that bag you didn't have any wet naps in that bag you didn't have any Purell around this entire facility that you would be like you need to find a tissue sir and not your sock because as much as i wanted to be like you nasty ass son of a bitch he has a point he is tired he's lazy and he's on in his own little funk if he wants to clean up in the middle of the night with a damn sock so be it your ass is sitting in the mess she overhears him saying he wants to shag her he knows that she heard that and she says how did you ever get girls to have sex with you and he says i got them really drunk and he asks, so you want to steal some booze and she says okay they then spy rachel bringing in some kidnapped others including curtis and then she uses her power to convert them into her cult of good people next day simon kelly and nathan watch the pg-13 virtue group burn large purple vibrators and drugs to the sound of applause and rachel is getting media attention for her efforts of reform encouraging self-respect and goodness and is able to convert many using her voice through the media as well so this bitch is getting powerful the group go looking for sally but she's gone and nathan realizes that no one will care that this chick is using her powers to convert people because this is every parent and cop's wet dream and calls simon barry because he thought that was his name all along they decide to gear up to approach alicia and kidnap her i love that they were not as attached to trying to tackle 
uh, Curtis as they were to getting Alicia. And they put on their headphones, the yellow gloves to protect them from her power. And then they do their strut out to, oh my God, I know what that song is, but I did not Google it. Kelly tries to kidnap Alicia (laughs) with the boys trying to help, but failing miserably because they have headphones on. So communication sucks. Curtis susses out exactly what they're doing and Kelly falls prey to the power of Rachel and the cult with the boys running from the converts that are trying to kidnap them as well. Simon teaches Nathan a huge lesson that he really needs to learn which is don't fuck with me and then ask for my damn help then call me names and expect me to actually help you and your ass should actually remember my name is Simon and not Barry and turns invisible and gets away ditching him to whatever his fate is with these convert people luckily a guy on a bike and an orange hoodie is coming to the rescue and is able to get him away before leaving himself after dropping him off but like you could have just let me off simon had enough time to stop get dinner and is eating pizza with the propped up corpse of sally i tried so hard and got so Nathan goes around to Kelly because he cares and likes her attitude and doesn't like this new change that she is about herself. Uh, he's like, well, the makeup job, you know, actually look better right now. <laughs> he wants his Kelly back and says he shouldn't have left her, then leaves after kissing her on the cheek. But she says she shouldn't have done that. Nathan then prepares to leave but decides to stay instead to rescue not only his friends but kelly in particular i like the cause and effect with this episode it's because kelly took the time to care about this prick even though he is the most unlikable person in the world but she also can read his thoughts so she understands him in a way that others don't and he never really judges her at all for anything so that friendship ends up inspiring him to instead of ditch them to this fate or this entire estate really and it wouldn't have been the worst thing right to be converted against your will into doing the right thing (laughs) but instead he comes back grabs some balls of his own and is able to impersonate being a convert himself acting and looking the part in the community center which is now command based to spread the message quote unquote curtis oh i'm glad you came and joined us you were such an annoying idiot nathan then puts on his headphones and busts out a gun because this bitch rachel got to die i love the music the way it was this kind of it's so terribly juxtaposed to what's actually going on but it works so very well because of that he takes her hostage as kelly interrupts and calls for help he takes her to the roof but he can't hear anyone and so he ends up shouting at people they're trying to shout at him but he doesn't know what they're saying he tells them that being young and irresponsible is a rite of passage and darwin himself said you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs so some of y'all will overdose (laughs) and continue his speech or concludes it with we fucked up better 
than any generation and he plans to ride that train into his early 30s rachel realizes he is holding her captive with a water gun and the two briefly tussle with him trying to use her breast as a horn they both begin to fall to their death with simon trying to save nathan but nathan can't recall his name even at the end saying save me barry but he does not get saved he is impaled on a i don't even know what the hell that is but it looks painful and he is dead and you have kelly saying he can't fucking die change back time curtis and curtis continues to be useless as shit with his powers there's a funeral kelly is devastated alicia says that they should all go for a drink not to really celebrate but that's the only word she knows in her vocabulary she don't know what mourn means and just says let's go for a drink and they do go out and salute nathan the prick simon intentionally speaks to kelly in her brain saying he's sorry as he did try to save him because he probably feels guilty that he left him earlier so it's brief but it's a moment of genuine guilt on his part some solidification of the friendship outside of their little community time that they spend together and simon follows kelly out who still has a sad face and she is given a dvd that he made it's all nathan being an idiot with music just for her nathan however is not dead no he is immortal the man you want to heal cannot die and that leads us into season two my favorite season episode one written by howard overman again directed by tom green i gave this episode a 10 out of 10 it premiered 11 11 of 2010 and it begins with a man dressing himself in black looks like some riot gear he's watching clocks and in the background we see photos of the asbo group it seems to be an underground base and he takes an elevator up to ground level before heading into action the group are returning to community center with curtis and alicia in their little bubble kelly is still grieving you have uh, simon still looking at sally's corpse until someone sends a paper or that that someone that we saw sends a paper message right into her eye telling her to go to his grave which sets up the episode but we can't get there right away because we have to do community service she tells the rest of them that if it's a wind up they're gonna get a slap and then they meet their new and my favorite probation worker sean who is not like the rest he says there's things we all would rather be doing right now sex with italian girlfriend doing a little drugs doing a little drinking yeah i'm talking about myself let's go through this shit and that's how we are introduced to the person that's supposed to be helping them turn their lives around they are told to help some mentos with art therapy except they can simply just paint over the shit artwork already on the walls and simon is recognized by one of the artists who he shared the unit with named lucy and she seems to be rather obsessive with simon she's a maniac, maniac on the floor 
everything about her was aggressive. Do you think about me? I think about you. Come and see me tonight. Did you get my letters? Oh, they wouldn't let me get your phone number. I knew it. I knew you missed me. Then she hugged him and he scattered away like he was a roach and someone turned on the lights. To be fair, he did say, Lucy, I have plans tonight. And she said, I don't give a shit. At Nathan's grave, Alicia says it's a waste of time after they've kind of been standing there a while, but looks at Simon indicating he needs to help Kelly walk away and he takes the hit, but then she hears the fucker waking off. And when they dig him up after a jump scare, it's revealed that he is in fact immortal and that he also shat his pants. But do we really want, I feel like I would get an ulcer if I was in the grave and I had this shit. I'm like, I just can't do it. At some point, I'm sure my mental brain will break down and it will just happen. But I have a feeling I would not as easily let myself go as Nathan probably did. He gave it a passing thought. But it doesn't take long to wish him dead again as he resumes his dickish ways, saying Barry should have saved him. He failed in that matter. Does anyone got a kebab because he's hungry and he thought he was going to starve to death? Hers is like, dude, you're immortal. And then he goes home to tell his mom. And at community service the next day tells them how that went. Apparently she screamed, freaked out, and then planted face first on a radiator? I don't know why a radiator would be in someone's house, but I feel like that's a car part unless it's used for something I don't know about. And then he told his dad because he hates that man and wants him to think the worst of him that it was an insurance scam. He meets the new probation worker, Sean, who casually walks by, then doubles back like, who the fuck are you? He's like, oh, I'm Nathan Young. He's like, I thought you were dead. I'm not dead, apparently. Oh, okay, I'm gonna put you back in the system because he was a bragging dumbass moron. Lucy approaches Simon, angry that he pulled a no call, no show. But Simon says, you know, I got new friends. I was hanging with them. And also I got community service. I'm gonna need you to stop approaching me like this. Kelly, ever the bodyguard, I love her so much. Is like, um, do you know her? She fucking with you. You want me to go fuck her up? But he says, no, we're not acquainted. And Alicia typically is like, are you trying to shag her? Nathan continues to bully Lucy this time. And honestly, she starts blacking out simon's eyes on the picture she drew of him then gets mad then gets vengeance when she impersonates alicia whom she didn't realize was with curtis and proceeds to give him an unsolicited but thoroughly enjoyed blowjob by that shape-shifting cunt nathan and kelly enjoy a smoke and he admits he fancies her and she fancies him so when are they going to do something about it? And she says tonight they're going to shag. What's interesting is that Lucy sussed out really quickly that Simon has, if not a crush, I don't know what you call it, but he admits to it later on that, would you like to go out and get something to eat? Well, first he says, do you like food? And she's like, do I like food? <laughs> that is a weird question to ask someone. And he's like, do you want to get some pizza and dough balls, some garlic dough balls? And he admits he thinks about her sometimes, even before she supposedly gave him a blowjob. But she says, have you been wanking off to me? And gets upset and walks away. 
Of course, Alicia would think this way because men have probably been waking off or thinking about her since she was like eight years old. And that's disgusting and why she would be completely put off because it is a dick move to say, you know, if I was going to fuck someone, it wouldn't be you. Yes, that's a rude thing to say to someone, but also that's what you do when you're lashing out at someone like, okay, you're creepy. And anybody that is thinking about her in that manner, sexually, is not thinking about her as a person thus they're creep but also let's not pretend that he was not invisible looking at them girls while they ain't had no damn shirts on not to mention what he was going to do to kelly in a stairwell if for some reason the devil was not shut down by the angel on his shoulder or the fact that she moved next lucy impersonates kelly telling him why don't you show me what you got before tonight and then trashes the shit out of his little cock so his feelings hurt he runs into the real kelly and tells her she has a massive twat simon sees the officer talking to the new social worker sean about the kids and using his powers he gotten strong with that shit too eavesdrops and hears that the man plans to get a warrant to search the building this is not good because someone still has a body there lucy sends curtis on a tear after simon when she impersonates alicia once again showing up bloody saying that simon attacked her simon trying to hide sally's body and dump it is approached by nathan but no one knows that it's fake nathan yet as all the secrets come out curtis attacks simon with kelly jumping in like did you hit him if you hit him again i'm gonna kick you in the ball so hard you're gonna feel it in your stomach my boss ass bitch 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 alicia shows up like what's going on curtis is like what happened to your face and then kelly overhears um because he's like i would never hurt her and then kelly hears that she gave him a nosh and she's like no i didn't (laughs) and that's when everyone begins to start to realize something is going on nathan then reveals that he has been in the bathroom this entire time so the nathan that found the body and heard the confession from simon about how uh sally was the fiance of tony who they killed and he killed her so she wouldn't go to the police and then she runs off and then that's when they realize they have a shapeshifter on their hands they don't know who the shapeshifter is yet though curtis thinks that if they watch more science shit maybe they would know what's going on and simon comes up with the ingenious idea that maybe we should have a password to identify each other so we know it's the real person and he comes up with monkey slut and kelly's like just go with it they realize it's lucy because she looks like it was her and thinks she's the new probation worker sean when he comes to say good night and it's not her and they kill sean the third probation worker and she tricked them can we please stop killing our probation workers nathan shouts before curtis finally uses his power and rewinds time explaining what happened sean sees them doing this knows that they're lying but doesn't really give a shit so it seems as if curtis's powers work when he is himself directly affected because when he watched nathan die he didn't go back in time 
to save him because he didn't have that emotional connection to him so i think that's uh kind of funny i did like the way in which he tried to hold alicia's hand at the 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 bar or you know because they have glass and they can't touch that shit would get so old so quickly for me i'm not even gonna lie let's not pretend physical is as much as emotional in any relationship they are chasing to or they chase lucy into a room and think she has turned into a mouse and it escapes a hole so this allows for some downtime to actually talk to each other the boys nathan curtis and simon all armed asked for the story regarding lucy he says after he tried to burn down the dude's house they sent him to the psych ward and now homegirl is obsessed with him nathan wonders are there any more secrets that you want to share and simon says why would i share anything with you after naming off all the shit he's called him in the last like month or so like do you call me a melon fucker and he says i just want to be your friends and they're like oh okay fine basically show some damn respect and they've all reconciled while the girls are outside talking girl shit (laughs) until they spot the mouse and they start attacking but no one is successful so they they decide to split up oh i forgot the one part where nathan's trying to rub it in or not trying is rubbing in the fact that simon got a blowjob from his lookalike girlfriend even though it wasn't her and he's like it wasn't her mouth it wasn't her lips and he's like but it looked and tasted like it but it wasn't her brain who cares about her brain when your balls are resting on her chin what did i say and before he gets his ass kicked does point out that simon is the one that did get the blowjob with simon being like i have nothing to say but then also comes to his rescue by saying there is no mortal man alive that can resist the siren call of a blowjob then they fail um, at trying to murder the mouse and split up nathan kills a mouse and thinks that maybe he killed her but then feels bad about killing her until he realizes that it's not the real simon and after a struggle is impaled alicia kelly and simon find him impaled and they say (laughs) they were saying monkey slut to each other but he says monkey slut is blown so alicia has to prove she is herself by using her power and gets simon to say i want to put my balls in your hairy armpit (laughs) the looks they exchange where she's like that's so disgusting and he's like i'm so sorry i don't know what i said (laughs) simon is able to go invisible but when curtis comes in kelly immediately attacks him and says he's the person he's the intruder and then tries to kill him via suffocation with simon saying i don't think this is what we should do but then the man from earlier in the mass shows up to turn off all the lights and save curtis from certain death and the fake kelly is found out the fact that nathan still does not know simon's name is not barry or is just barry is what's stuck in his head now lucy pushes simon's head into a locker and then tells him his new friends have turned him against her and now she knows what she's going to do she plans to impersonate simon go down to the police station confess to the crime so that he can be put back on the unit and they can be together forever despite knowing he's immortal it still was rather sad 
to see Nathan die again. It didn't look like it was a good time. Simon decides to talk with Lucy Psycho to rehabilitate it, Psycho. He says, I shouldn't have blanked on you because I know how it feels. I know that it hurts. But I was scared my new friends would reject me if they knew I was on the unit, but they didn't. And they actually like me for who I am. I finally feel like I have a sense of belonging and some happiness. And like the person, and he likes the person that he is now and begs for her not to take that away from him. And she acquiesces with Simon thanking her later and walking her home because all she really wanted was to be treated like a person. Kelly watches over Nathan while he resurrects. And once again, he apologizes for what he said, but maybe she's having second thoughts because she says, the things you say is who you are. And he says, I can change, but she leaves. They take Sally to dump her in the lake. Nathan thinks immortality is cool, except it is scary and painful. But he thinks in six weeks, he will have a pretty good life. But everyone else thinks immortality actually sucks as, you know, you'll die before your loved ones. You might not have sex for a hundred years. Is that what Curtis said? I feel like (laughs) the other one said things that made much more sense. But he plans to join the circus and have them kill and do things to him. So he can get cash because cash equals pussy. No offense, ladies. Simon asks Curtis, so how did you get saved? And he says, I don't know, some guy in a mask. My question is this, how y'all got ice cream so damn late? Is there like a universal love of ice cream around the estate? Is it a daily anticipated event? Holy mother it's the ice cream truck. Simon says now there's another motherfucker that knows everything that we have done and we need to find them and Nathan says look can we just do this shit next week or the week after because it's already been quite an eventful week and I kind of agreed with him like can we just dump this body and worry about that next time and then we see that the masked man on top of a building really high is watching everything go down who is this masked vigilante that seems to be helping them i'm sure time will tell let's get into the feedback Christina is me shy I am finally here to talk about the show Misfits I got completely behind on the show missed out on last week um, as I've already explained um, watching football by the time I realized I needed to watch two episodes of Misfits and provide feedback it was like what eight o'clock in the evening 8 30 something like some ridiculously late time and there was no way I was gonna be able to do that and of course I had already um missed out on supplying my thoughts on one of the episodes from the week prior so basically I was already three week three episodes behind and I had to watch two more for this week 
so yeah so I had to play catch up and I was able to do that today so what I'll what I'll do is just give my overall thoughts of season one and then talk about the season two premiere that seems to be the easiest way to do that and of course my child is blasting his music so if you hear that in the background that's what that is because heaven help us if we can listen to music without it blasting everywhere and I'm too lazy to get up and tell him to turn it down so there you go anyway um yes so I enjoy I really enjoy I was surprised I'm like it was only six episodes I didn't expect the season to only be six episodes long so I was a bit disappointed that that was it like okay because I was really enjoying the show um a lot and um yeah so it was a really quick turnaround to the next season so there's that um I will say the that one of the things that really um I haven't listened to your podcast yet because I hadn't watched the episode um well I did the last week the week not last week but the week before I did listen to the podcast where I uh generated or participated in one or gave feedback for one episode I listened to that one but not last week's one yet since I hadn't watched them yet but um that you know I I teach when I was in the military I taught about um I mean I work with sexual assault victims and stuff like that and so and I would educate uh, military members on consent the idea of consent so I will say for this show that's the one thing I will like side eye for the show is that it play loosey-goosey with the with the idea of consent what consent means because yeah the uh, Alicia was very much I mean that that was very much in an uncomfortable um thing to watch when she was just touching men and having sex with them and then they would not remember having sex with her I mean I mean technically that's considered rape sexual assault um so yeah so I was a bit uncomfortable with that aspect of this show and then when um when Nathan, I'm sorry, I was drawing a blank for a minute. When he would talk about how he would get the girls drunk to have sex with them. So it was, yeah. So, I mean, again, those things stick out to me because that was one of the jobs that I had when I was in the military and still, you know, in my current job. But it's just something that's, you know, drilled in me and, you know, about consent, what consent means, what it doesn't mean. And so to see that whole thing play out and then Alicia and um, Curtis, that whole thing play out, um, it was a bit uncomfortable um, for me to see that. Um, But I mean, I get it, but it still just sends the wrong message. You know, I know, again, it's, it's supposed to be a comedy and all that good stuff. But yeah, like I said, just a bit uncomfortable with that. Um, other than that, um, I enjoyed 
I mean, I just, again, I just enjoy the lightheartedness. Um, I know I spent, like, the entire season um, wondering what the hell Nathan's power was. I'm like, I know he has to have a power. It doesn't make sense that everyone has one but him. And then I really thought we were getting to the bottom of him and his powers when the whole, the the episode with the baby. Because I'm like, is he, like... I mean, I couldn't figure out, like, why was he... I guess the baby was the one that had powers? I, I the, Yeah, that part I was confused about. Because that's when I was thinking, like, okay, he's, you know, maybe it has something to do with attaching or feeling. I don't know. Um, so, but then that ended up not being a thing. So, that part, yeah, was confusing. And then, of course, when we... It, I cracked up when uh, we finally realized his power was immortality. I'm like, yes, he would have that power. And uh, when he was buried alive, and he's like, <laughs> he was so excited to finally learn his power, but he's no one's there to enjoy it with him, um, which is ironic. Like that was funny, and I figured it would be Kelly that would um, figure out that he's down there buried he would hit she would hear him um I just didn't know I, I didn't know that the mask guy um that we uh were introduced to would be the one to lure them back to the grave I just thought she would just go visit him and then in doing so she would hear him so um but yeah speaking of that we got the mask guy that is going around saving them and helping them out but he's not revealing himself to them so that's weird so wondering who this new fella is and what is his deal so i'm with simon you know in that regard like yeah we need to figure out who this guy is uh speaking of simon i'm glad that they're not that they're laying off on the weirdness like him being just so weird and so awkward and so uh creepy i mean they just made him way too much of a creeper in season one um him like filming everything filming the um sally sleeping filming i mean i get it it's a hobby and it's good but it's like sometimes he took it too far with the creep factor and then my my other thing is why the hell would he continue to have that video of them talking about killing the probation officer that made no sense like why would you keep that like out of all the video yeah keep your videos but let's not keep the one where you're incriminating yourselves in a murder like that maybe that's not a good idea simon and so yeah and then the thing with Sally, it just I'm like, why is she just they just had her so extra. I mean, I understand being suspicious and all that stuff and being in love and missing Tony. But I'm like, some of the stuff she was doing, it was like, okay, that's not realistic. I would no one's doing going being that extra and trying to find out what happened to um Tony. Um, to the point where you know, what she was doing. Um but yeah so that was my only thing i just felt like she was they had her being a bit too over the top and um 
yeah so i enjoyed so on to season two premiere i enjoyed it i kind of started talking about it already um in regards to um them finding nathan or realizing nathan was still alive and i just thought it was, it was just so it's like okay they just accepted that he's back from the dead like okay no I'm like no questions asked no you know you know it was funny i would have rather seen that you know i mean it was funny to hear him talk about his mother's reaction but i kind of wished i had seen that i think that would have been hilarious but i guess she's not part of this season um the actress that plays the mom but yeah it was like so i mean obviously the the you know the group they wouldn't be too surprised or shocked by him being um alive and that being his power but i'm like everyone else just like the probation officer oh i thought you were dead oh no i'm not dead oh okay i'll put you back in the system and has you as dead like that's it no that's that's all you're gonna say about someone that just showed up from the dead all right it's not like he was gone for a few hours it seems like some time had passed from the time i mean not only did he die they buried him he you know it's like a whole like you know unlike the time just now i mean not just now you know the, the last time he died you know only they saw him die and he came back to life like a whole bunch of people <laughs> saw that he was dead it just didn't make sense that it was just so casually accepted that he was back from the dead um what else i died when they were um uh, <laughs> when they originally um beat up the uh, you know beat up and killed the third probation officer and uh they were like can we stop killing probation officers <laughs> i cracked up i was like yeah because that was all like okay this is this is getting ridiculous this is like probation officer number three but luckily um curtis rewound time and they were able to stop it and then of course we got the the creepy girl turning into a mouse you know turning into everybody turning into a mouse and that scene in the office where the mouse was running around and it was so freaking nasty when um nathan killed that mouse i knew it wasn't her i was like it's not her oh my god he's gonna kill an innocent mouse and uh realized that it wasn't her and so of course he did it and then they have the audacity to show the mouse like why would you oh gosh just let's just imagine that it's dead do you have to and then they kept showing it like uh anyway oh my goodness so um that you know this one was a this one had me cracking up i'm not gonna lie um so i enjoyed this season two premiere um what else maybe we'll have a probation officer that actually does survive because he definitely don't give a shit about anything he's just punching the clock that's it and um but how i get the feeling that i don't know um but yeah i mean we have that detective that's you know sniffing around um oh yeah speaking of the um sally uh that i mean they were like in the middle of a what do you call it ravine or whatever that is 
<coughs> excuse me but i'm like anybody could see them in the in the thing like in the in the apartment buildings like they're literally like smack dab in the middle of town you know rowing like couldn't they have gone somewhere else with the body and instead of there so obviously that's not going to end well i don't i mean they're going to find her i just know it and that wasn't the most the brightest place to put her anyway um what anybody can see them doing it and obviously we saw the dude in the mask so yeah anyway i have no rhyme or reason or knowledge or even a clue who this person could be um so there i could say more but um fortunately i gave up my right to say specific stuff about the other episodes because i wasn't on time with my feedback so this is the consequence um of that so i will leave it at that um so on that note much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was shy's thoughts on the well a few thoughts on season one and then um some thoughts on this premiere of season two uh yeah without listening to my last feedback you probably didn't hear all that stuff i was saying about yes uh everything like there's no sugar coating it and sometimes i crack up when you're like well i'm not i get it <laughs> sometimes i realize y'all are, are doing things I, you know when you hang out with someone long enough you start picking up their lingo that's what's happening um and I know I do the exact same thing. So I pick it up immediately when you do it too. I think it's funny. But yeah, no, that, that's it. That's what it was. I think that this show is meant is it's not not saying this is okay or we're we're brushing over this as if it's fine. That is the point. You know, Simon, Alicia, uh, you know, you even mentioned um, Nathan getting women drunk, even though I'm like, uh, you ain't got to put the drink in your freaking mouth. I mean, <laughs> I, I know where you're going with it all. Um, however, it is kind of this where they meet each other is this slippery road between all of them. They have different, different um, types of cruxes. I mean, because you got my man's over there doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it ain't informed and consent, but someone else went to jail for his, not his crime, but you know what I mean, because I know what Mimi was saying last episode when you listen to that, that, you know, it's not his fault that she went to jail. She was busted with most of it, but at the same time, in a lot of ways, he acting like he didn't get special treatment when he did because if it was any other black man and that was any other white woman your ass would have been up in jail if it wasn't for your career you wouldn't have gotten community service so that's where uh curtis is at at least my take on it but the other three definitely had their problems they was all on some serious types of it seems as if they're they're um harmless but they are very harmful what alicia did was harmful what simon was doing was harmful i haven't seen much of what nathan is and because i don't have any i mean he that blanket statement is enough to be put him in that category but the other two definitely they've crossed many lines 
and unfortunately because they don't have any guidance in their life it seems that's why they're went down this or or never had the people to be like you know what that's wrong uh and them to care about those particular people because we know that simon was bullied at school and he told his parents and the school and nobody did anything so he doesn't have people telling him that yeah you know what let's not put cameras up in people's like it was not probably until nathan threw shit at him and been like dude stop filming me (laughs) some people need more help than others is all i'm saying and i think with this group that is their the whole thing they don't have the people to care or give them the influence or the wherewithal to really be aware of their own very toxic behaviors but meeting each other seemed to have and getting these powers seemed to have been a change for them that's where they started that's where they were supposed to start and the first season really was like yeah this is where they're at this is where they were going and then you see those small changes and then you see this first episode and you're already getting that payoff a little bit of that they're not just a group of people who got powers that got this event now they're kind of you know bonding with each other on a different type of level that influences their own behaviors with each other and how they retrospectively interact with their environment and you had me crack it up talking about um (laughs) what did you say you say uh an innocent mouse i'm like why the mouse innocent why is the mouse why are you so for mouse rights fuck that mouse i didn't i was like i didn't need to see it dead but i wasn't having any compassion for it fuck about a mouse (laughs) and then you're talking about how it was a long time how he just showed up i think it was like three days girl they buried people quick um and because they was like we'll show up on monday (laughs) they buried him on the weekend (laughs) but i will say um you may be going a little deep on uh, no one asked any questions no one gives a shit these are people that are at the bottom of the ring in society i mean look at their probation worker that's their probation worker two people have went missing at this building and only one person even really cares this is not a place in which many eyes are looking so those questions that typically i myself would be bringing up in shows i'm like yeah no one cares in this place it's a little estate it's very it's not broad it's not nah this ain't that type of no he was buried he came back him pulling off a scam he's a criminal that seems about right there was like what four maybe seven people in that cemetery who all missing him who was really like everyone who knew nathaniel young probably was like he ain't already dead or they wished him dead so i i don't like i get the critiques (laughs) but i honestly don't feel i like they didn't even cross my mind and when you brought them up i was just like oh mm, yeah i didn't even i didn't even think about that for two seconds because they just roll over the dialogue like yeah he's dead okay he's in a coffin with his same damn sh- sh- clothes okay even in a suit <laughs> this is a gag show that's the that's the word i was going for a gag show but i will say i didn't think it was that dumb to to, uh, put her in the thing like one how many people probably go through that canal every day so pinpoint a motherfucker two that's a big ass who gonna gonna drain that uh shy 
who is draining that motherfucker you don't that thing goes all the way out into the times okay trust that body is not if it does pop up somewhere um that would be a fishing that type of incident and you was not going to be like well it was this spot and who's seeing them you you never oh have you ever been out on the water at dark because ain't nobody see your ass at dark nobody <laughs> so i was i was actually more proud of they, this plan than burying motherfuckers in the ground that sounds stupid putting someone else in the fucking river in the middle uh, of the night and ain't nobody you can't see shit that sounds like a really good plan to me. <laughs> we got different ideas of of you know but you got the military experience though so maybe you just got more experience at covering up dead bodies than i do i don't know the baby did have the powers not nathan he was like be my daddy be my daddy be my daddy <laughs> um and you gonna ask why he kept the tape i was laughing at that part too because i was like uh i would keep the evidence like y'all might frame my ass so i'm gonna make sure we in this shit together <laughs> i have a different idea of <laughs> how i see why um and i'm not sure i don't i i will say i get where you're going with this she went through a lot of extent for her her man but that's what a ride dad does she was in love she loved her tony he disappeared off these bitches was the last people that seen him like if you knew your man went to work and he went to work with criminals right and then he disappeared of course you're gonna go back to the place he, he left work at and then you got the the fucking little minions running around being suspicious as fuck all the time yeah no 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 i didn't think her plan was over the top at all seduce the the weakest link and get the evidence and she got that fucking evidence she should have just got out the building quicker otherwise she would have had success and she wouldn't have been wrong they did kill tony it's not like she was even barking up the wrong damn tree <laughs> but i'm glad that you will have enjoyed season one season yeah they don't make long episodes and brit tv shows like typically eight episodes is 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 uh that's where the baseline is six is rather um is in there too eight is is considered long but that's only us in america that have these but i prefer it like that because they tell the story they need to tell and then they get on they get on with the shits they don't drag there's not that filler shit they do what they commit to doing and no more no less and, and it's either successful or it's not they don't have it go on for 40,000 years unless you're Doctor Who. It, it's just, that's why I love their television because it is very quick, very um, digestible entertainment. And with that said, let's jump into last but certainly not least, Queen Mimi. Hey, Christina, it's Mimi finally sending in feedback for Misfits. This is season one, episode six, uh, the season finale. And then the season opener for season two, episode one. Um, I definitely liked episode two or the second episode. So season two, episode one more. I honestly thought the episode six of season one was kind of boring. I did have a look like there were some moments that i enjoyed but for sure 100 percent the season opener or two was was a banger (laughs) 
it was interesting interesting from beginning to end um so the first episode we watched was basically a girl brainwashing kids to be like cult-like behavior like granted they were not um doing drugs having you know meaningless sex and things like that but it was definitely a cult and they were forcing people to be in it and the girl was brainwashing them because i'm assuming that's the power she got from the storm um i will say and this has nothing to do with the episode but kelly when she was brainwashed i really liked the way she looked the way her hair wasn't like greased back and tight ponytail like it framed her face really well and you could see the color and her not having that like dark eyeliner on it made her look actually very pretty so i wish she would dress like that more because the way they have her dressed makes her look kind of unattractive that's just a side note if anyone cared but she's very pretty when she's natural and i don't want to tell anybody you know you gotta dress how you think you look the best so clearly my opinion means nothing but before this episode i never found her attractive i thought you know she just you know you know she has a very distinct face like it's her features are not conventionally attractive and i know notice that sometimes when that happens that is why people book jobs or become models is because they are not conventionally attractive but she's very symmetric and i know that they say that's beauty and beauty is you know subjective but now i see maybe they're trying to make her look like that on purpose um you know to go with the character which makes sense but that was just something i noticed um one thing i don't understand is why um simon has um the daggone parole worker in the damn freezer and i thought the freezer was at his house but it's it looks like it's in the basement of the rec center that they're at which is stupid why why would he leave it there like i i don't get it like i understand he's trying to hide the bodies and the other bodies are in the cement underneath the building okay so it's too late to do that but i just i have no idea his he didn't think it through which is ridiculous <laughs> that they even killed a second parole worker um i just found this episode kind of kind of boring and it was because it was the season finale i expected it to be more interesting but i already knew what was happening because i had seen this episode before and i didn't remember everything but i definitely remember the ending and the whole way that um nathan died was kind of utterly ridiculous <laughs> i was like this is so damn extra and the fact that he kept calling simon barry kind of made me mad you've been around this guy for how many how many weeks and you guys have a giant secret between the 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 five of you i think it's five of them yeah five and you don't know this man's name you calling him barry that's not even close to simon like what is wrong with you um i'm trying to think what else i i i just like i said i didn't like this episode it was kind of boring to me but uh the season two opener was hilarious like 
I knew when we we when we were introduced to the girl that was in the that was in the psychiatric unit with Simon that she was going to have a power. But the way they kind of showed us it was her was unexpected because I don't know why I didn't remember this episode until after Alicia, you know, went down on Simon. And I swear to you, like the way it just like we had no idea she just walked approached him like it was Alicia I was like what is happening but I knew it wasn't her immediately when she touched him because we know she has powers and I'm surprised he didn't put that together like granted she um, always uses her hands but I feel like if her mouth was an exception she would have learned that with Curtis and also when he was like, what are you doing here with Curtis? And then the Alicia was like, Curtis, she looked confused. I was like, oh, that must not be her. And then I remembered, oh yeah, that's all. Oh, this is a shapeshifter. Just a side note, I hate the effects of when Simon goes invisible. And then when that girl, like when she transformed into another person, I don't know what it is about that particular like when they have someone like shake like that but it scares the shit out of me i remember first seeing it in the ring and when she came up out of the well that was petrifying and it still scares the shit out of me i know it don't make no sense but it does (laughs) so every time he goes to turn invisible i have to close my eyes lame i know but it's still it's still a fact (laughs) Um, what else did I like about this episode? Oh, when they, when they, uh, were fighting, the the new probation, uh, worker and they were fighting him and he was choking Nathan and then Kelly grabs the damn fire extinguisher. I'm like, girl, you can't just hit somebody with your fist. I know you know how to fight, kick them. Why you keep clobbering people over the head with the fire extinguisher? You ain't learned your lesson yet. You keep killing folks that way. Stop, girl. (laughs) I swear. I was like, oh, God, they didn't kill another person. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, will you just turn back time, Curtis? Come on, come on, come on. And he did. I swear, like, Simon knows how to control his powers. Clearly, this girl's not how to control his powers. I hate that these fools have it. Like, maybe even Alicia. Maybe you can control when you use it. Or, you know, intensify it. Or, like, use a little bit at a time. Like, if you guys practice, maybe you would have better control. Like, I just... The fact that Kelly can hear voices, but only when, like, she's next to someone. And she's staring at them. I'm sure you can you can hear more than one voice i'm sure you can do distance with it you know like if you're in one room and you're trying to hear the thoughts of someone else maybe you can even make it so that you can hear the words they're saying through the wall i don't know the limitations of being able to read someone's mind but you don't either because you don't ever use your damn powers i wish they learned to try at least try and get a hold of it so they can use it to their advantage like like Simon being able to listen to the probation officer um, talking, a probation worker, the black dude talking to their their new probation officer. They just don't ever use their powers. Um, and <laughs> Simon, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Simon, uh, Nathan, when he died again, I hate that they just left him up there like, can y'all get him down, please? What the hell? That was so funny and ridiculous. 
Like, they literally, like, we know he's immortal, but can we take him down at least so he can bleed out or and, you know, die a little bit faster? Y'all just let this man stay up there, literally penetrated through the gut by a pipe, slowly bleeding out. Y'all are a mess. Like, they act like because he's immortal, that shit don't hurt. <laughs> it clearly still hurts. He looked miserable up there slowly having his life drained out that gotta be awful um what else happened in this episode oh the other thing i want to talk about is the relationship between um nathan and kelly because i forgot that i totally shipped them together but i got the very distinct impression that that last scene when she was when you know after he died and he came back and she was like i just wanted to make sure you were okay like it didn't seem like she was interested in not only having sex with him but just being with him all together because you know the shapeshifter girl turned into kelly and told him that she didn't want to have sex with his little penis and then he immediately got mean and started talking about her giant snatch and later on when he called it a twat i realized that that was a vagina but i'll admit that i didn't know what a snatch was in the beginning <laughs> um yeah he's clearly has issues with word vomit but she should know that already like that's not a surprise and she still liked him anyway so i feel like she must he must have hit a nerve if that was the breaking point for her <laughs> i remember wanting them to be together because they were both so awkward that it made it cute i don't even know how to explain it and that didn't really explain it but um and i don't i do remember a couple of episodes in season two but i don't want to spoil anything for shy so i won't go into that but i will say that i was definitely a fan of that relationship um i i know i'm missing something but i wrote absolutely no notes on this show so i'm just gonna leave it here and uh go on to the good place and watch those episodes so until next time love peace hair grease black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that is queen mimi with her thoughts on the episodes i love my girls but we do not always agree because i love the the season finale <laughs> not a 10 out of 10 but i did uh did not think it was boring but to each their own uh nathan is he can be a bit much i know that much what going through the rewatches every time i'm under that impression each time that if it wasn't for the fact that i knew certain episodes about nathan i would have a hard time swallowing nathan is funny but Nathan is not someone I would ever want to be next to for more than a two minute period of time. He's just not that person. And I think you're right that Kelly kind of got a sense of that when she like she likes him as a person. And I think her liking him as a person and able to accept him despite him being the way he is because he too accepts her for being like she is that person we saw that with her friend when you know they socked her the reason why she even got in here her whole thing is that people she is very concerned about what people think of her and for the most part this group is not as judgmental mainly because everybody got their shit <laughs> uh and they're all you know kelly did save everyone's life and a lot of people despite not saying that are grateful for that fact uh because otherwise she would have die this show to me is about cause and effect and i i wonder going through the next few uh seasons episodes and so 
hearing your perspective on this show and anyone else and then Shai's perspective on the show and kind of wondering how much because it, it's very it's a very subtle perversive type of storytelling but it, it definitely has its motivations and there and when I go back even every time that's why it's one of my favorite shows I find more and more of those layers that they put in there to to really showcase that this isn't a show really about being a superhero it's about a group of people that have been given powers that are a detriment that they can or have or things are happening around them in which those uh those powers are beneficial to helping solve something and it all revolves around this community center it's a silly premise in a sense but it's much more about the relationships and then how the powers themselves what they say about the people so when you were giving the critique which in any other show like the doom patrol or anywhere else we'd be saying the same thing which is you know why aren't you learning to do more with these powers but they're not something even though you had uh nathan jumping up and down about how it's so great to be immortal we see him at the end and like everything about all of their powers suck we see the good and the really bad part about curtis's powers they're based on his emotions so because they're based on his emotions he can go back in time and it could be inconvenient for him or he may need to go back in time and he can't do it so it's it's no try like he can't control when he says he can't control it he really does it because he doesn't know how it particularly is going to react in every case and then if he i mean that's just not the person that they are i guess and i thought um i find that to be markedly clear after the first season that these are people more like who have this burden of these powers but they don't want them they're not enjoying them they don't want to conquer them kelly hearing what people think all the time is a burden for her alicia touching people and then she not able to have a physical relationship with anyone because that's all she ever did in her life is a burden to her uh you know when simon he seems to have gained because of his relationship with the group some ability over his power because he's kind of a natural leader in a, in a sense that he knows what he's like this is his realm of expertise as it were and he comes up with a lot of smart ideas so he is that guy of the group however he also deals with feelings of being left out and then that causes him to go invisible when he doesn't want to and then you have uh what was the other person's power oh i think i was talking about um nathaniel you know that was meant to show he wasn't pale girl i know like you (laughs) you remember walking dead because i know you watched that when rick was on that shit you see how hard it is to get off when you're impaled yes they could have tried something but at the same time oh and as you as a nurse i'm gonna call you out you should know sometimes you got to keep the object in there to stop to actually it, it could protect you but they had to call 911 if they weren't planning to call 911 there wasn't much you could do him dying slowly they would have ripped him off and he just would have died faster i guess but i was not under the impression he should be moved and i thought they did leave it up there though all joking aside as to showcase that he's having this enjoyment of his immortality but it actually sucks it hurts it's uh sad 
<laughs> and it doesn't feel great for him so that that's where this show is kind of the trajectory of it as far as it's more about these relationships and how the cause and effect of the decisions cause a ripple effect to what else is happening on this estate due to the storm that happened that gave everyone powers that are more like kryptonite versus uh depending you know of course who gets the powers it's not always a great time right like she's shape-shifting because she wants to be anyone else anyone else other than herself that's why she's a shape-shifter although it's cool she can do all this shit but in reality it's sad as fuck because she doesn't like everyone else is better than her and that's where her life uh i just dropped something that's where her life is at so that's where i find my enjoyment from this particular show and i'm wondering if that has any impact and you can just tell me in the in chats in the dms on your particular experience um what else uh why did he leave the body in the freezer uh one she locked all the doors <laughs> she couldn't even find her keys two he has no car um and the place seems to be constantly busy for the most part he needed assistance moving this body and he didn't have any assistance because he was trying to keep the group out of it and just take the l all on himself but he also felt really guilty about it because he did have a genuine connection he thought he was building with her even if it was based on her lies uh and i think there was a genuine connection there um despite the the things that they were you know tiptoeing around which is tony's murder she wanted information he had information but i think in the meantime she did find simon to be someone that was a little bit more empathetic than the rest of everyone else because although yeah he's the most terrible one because oh my god he's got arson and he's a creep which he is there's no debate about this (laughs) none whatsoever however when you hear his actual crime you're just like oh you are made of kittens <laughs> but you also have that capability if people don't reach out to you that have that human connection where you can go in a totally different direction and i think that you never especially when the time timey thing things going back in time like that's one of my favorite episodes because of a lot of things that were happening that particular night and i do encourage like after a rewatch i would love to hear what a lot of people think especially who's seen ahead that retrospect uh of going back to certain events and seeing you know curtis did interview interfere and do a lot of things that night that are still very relevant just keep that in mind as well when you're watching this show that when you go back in time you fuck with shit you do fuck with shit and he still he still got arrested he moved forward he did all the stuff he needed to do but he still also made decisions and you know once time time uh timey shit is involved it, it becomes between the chicken and the egg which came first uh and then what other thing did i write down oh oh yeah just him keeping it in there like ain't nobody looking in this freezer <laughs> so i can move this damn body and figure out where the hell i'm gonna put it uh he needed help he ain't had help so it needed to stay in the damn freezer that's exactly what happened and since nobody found that shit apparently it was successful enough and so he actually tried to move the body and that's when he was caught uh and then he didn't kill her like i know you say why they keep killing their probation workers <laughs> 
see i have less of an issue with this than i have how to get away with murder where i'm like i would have just said look he came at me i don't have a criminal record these people yes i can definitely see why after the first fire extinguisher which you are right she does grab that fire extinguisher quick but they do be choking people out like everybody that man was choking nathan and he was planning on killing him what else and everyone's grabbing him to get off of him what else can you do except grab a weapon maybe i'm just i'm i'm like kelly like look i'm only gonna i'm gonna hit you because she did punch him in the face his ass went down for half a second (laughs) and then he was choking nathan and he seemed very intent on killing nathan despite the fact that kelly was the one that sucker punched (laughs) but um yeah that is funny that she does love to get that fire extinguisher as a weapon uh but yeah um he accidentally killed sally like they were tussling over the phone and she dumbass locked all the damn doors so nobody neither one of them could escape and then he moved her to get her the fuck off of him and then her ass went into the yeah i know you're already talking about how that couldn't happen yeah i'm i'm totally with you there that sound effect alone just wasn't but whatever the case may be she did (laughs) she's dead and they all know it's on them because if they if if they would have did what they did with tony but i mean it's the same thing the fact that she herself did not believe them (laughs) that's where i was like uh ma'am i was i was i could i was trying to to back up mimi for a second i was on her side like yeah you know what they should have just been able to go to the police and be like this man attacked me but they wouldn't have been believed <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i wouldn't believe them not none of them not for a second i would put them in jail just because nathan was speaking Especially about kelly and nathan i never shipped them i thought that they were really good friends i like their chemistry because she can deal with him and because of her telling him and and getting up in his face really he is able to kind of reel in his behavior because he cares about someone that cares about his actions but as far as shipping them i think in the same way in which i think curtis teaches alicia like stop saying stupid ass shit all the time alicia (laughs) like someone checking them on their behavior that's what i felt about both of their relationships and why i never quote unquote shipped them because i felt as if it was a stepping stone in an educational building block for all parties involved however it wasn't otp goes but to each their own and with that that is the end of this podcast if you want to shoot me your thoughts you can send it to blackgirlcouch.gmail.com you can send it in audio or written format comment below on this podcast on tumblr uh, you can find Black Girl Couch Reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. You can go to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, Black Girl Magic. <laughs>